0: You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll arise. Does my sassiness upset you? Why are you beset with gloom? Just cause I walk as if I have oil wells pumping in my living room. <laughs> Just like moons and like suns with the certainty of tides Just like hope springing high, still I rise. Did you want to see me broken, bowed head and lowered eyes, shoulders falling down like teardrops, weakened by my soulful cries? Does my sassiness upset you? (laughs) Don't take it so hard just because I laugh, as if I have gold mines digging in my own backyard. Out of the huts of history's shame, I rise. Up from a past rooted in pain, I rise. A black ocean leaping and wide, welling and swelling and bearing in the tide. Leaving behind nights of terror and fear, I rise. Into a daybreak miraculously clear, I rise. Bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave, I am the hope and the dream of the slave, and so. Wow. There I go. That's
1: a bad bitch.
0: can kill me. Come, come I see you fly.
1: Welcome to another episode. I am V and this is the Sussex Set. And cha. I knew some mess was going to pop off before this interview, between my last episode and this interview. Because to be honest, I wanted to record another episode. I really did. I didn't know for a fact that I was going to be able to, but I wanted to because I knew some shenanigans were going to be had. I swear, something in my spirit just told me because they were already up to the shenanigans. But you know what? For the people who are new to the channel and or new to Sussex watching or maybe Royal watching, because this has really been the story of the last week, let me just briefly recap the last three weeks worth of shenanigans. Not shenanigans on everybody's part, but certainly The reason that the British royal family are out here flailing like they're doing. So let me recap, shall I? On Valentine's Day, Meghan and Harry announced that they were having a baby. The next day, CBS announced that Harry and Meghan would be interviewed by Oprah. That same day as CBS announcing that interview, and it's not funny, but the royal family then announced that, Prince Philip is in the hospital what do you know like was he not feeling well in the days before that he could just go to the hospital as a precautionary measure you know but let me not go down that road so Philip is in the hospital and the family announces it the same day Or actually, maybe they announced it the next day, but he went in supposedly on the same day as Harry and Meghan announcing that they were doing this interview. Then the British tabloids had a meltdown over the fact that Harry and Meghan are doing an interview that as you as you know how these things work, that interview has probably been planned for at least months. But the tabloids story became, well, how can you do this interview when your your granddad is in the hospital? He's 99 years old. How can you do this interview? And that's kind of sort of been the refrain uh, for like the last two weeks. Then the James Corden Prince Harry segment aired on television in the United States and the British press had a meltdown over that. You know, with Harry being as honest as he was even in that short 17-minute segment. Okay, the British press continued to berate Harry and Meghan for doing the interview, trying to convince him to drop it. Then CBS drops a couple of clips from said interview. And then all hell breaks loose. Buckingham Palace, the British tabloids, all the critics, they have all collectively decided that just from those two clips from CBS that their time is up very soon and if this weekend has been any indication they're probably right but they all freak out then this past week the Times published a piece saying that Megan is a bully according to Jason Knaff and that he sent emails in 2018 about Megan to Simon Case reportedly about her bullying two women who apparently think hard work is oppressive Then the same day as the the Times article dropping, Buckingham Palace releases a statement saying they are dismayed by the allegations made against Meghan and that they have decided to open up an investigation and look into the allegations and that that type of behavior is just not tolerated. Now, I want to take a minute to insert my personal opinion here and just call bullshit on that because that type of behavior seems to be standard. But let's continue. CBS released another clip from the interview and Megan is naming the firm and she talks about how they can't expect Harry and Megan to stay silent uh, in a situation where they're basically actively putting out falsehoods as she said her words falsehoods about them to the press and or the public now that was a total mic drop by CBS by the way because it was right on time like it was right on time and it was so petty and messy and I love it whether it's deliberate or not it seemed deliberate because here is the royal family basically making an allegation And Buckingham Palace saying, well, we support an investigation into this allegation and CBS allows Megan to then speak for herself. They're not even going to let her wait until Sunday, at least to indirectly respond to this accusation that's been made against her. And which, by the way, does not seem to jive with anything that anyone knows about Megan. And I'm not even talking about her friends that know her best. I'm talking about just the regular onlookers. It simply did not jive. But before CBS released that clip, megan I think they released it the next day, but Megan's and Harry's uh, team of lawyers, they released a statement directly in response to Buckingham Palace and the Times article saying that Meghan was a bully. And this is all this week, the week before the interview. But for me, the main takeaway from the statement that her lawyers released was that this was an attempt by Buckingham palace. The lawyer called out the palace, uh, an attempt by the palace to essentially smear Megan before this interview because the palace is afraid of what Harry and Meghan, especially Meghan, is going to say about her experience. And then America, as well as Meghan's friends, as well as fans all over the world, reacted to how they thought that Harry and Meghan were being treated, and Meghan in particular, just by how they were being treated this week. And the royal family got flamed from here to hell. And I'm talking flamed by everybody. You know, all nationalities, all backgrounds, all ages, all races, all genders. Um, And it wasn't just on social media. People like to say it was just on social media. It was not just on social media. It might have primarily been on social media, but it was in print and it was on television. Now, first of all, I would just like to give a shout out to the flame heard round the world. And that was from none other than Patrick J. Adams. You may know him as Megan's co-star, our love interest in suits, uh, at Half Adams on Twitter. Definitely give him a follow. My guys still doing numbers on Twitter. Last time I looked, it had like 350,000 likes, some like 60 something thousand retweets. It's crazy. My man said, I got some things I got to say because I've been bottling this up and I'm about to get it off my chest right now. And I got to say that thread and I'm going to actually just read it. It was the it was the perfect example of how the respect for the royal family has gone out the window. I mean, it perfectly summed up all the things that people have been wanting to say. That people had on their hearts and minds about how they were witnessing this woman being treated like people who had at one point been removed, but now couldn't look away because the story had gotten so big. He verbalized it for literally everybody. And that's why his thread or his 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 thoughts on the whole fiasco is the most viral. But then also we're trusting that what he's saying about his relationship. Well, he's not even really talking about his relationship with Megan. And that's the thing. He's just flaming the royal family for the most part. Um, but we know he knows her. You know, we know they have a friendship and a bond just by being partners or, or, or love interests and or castmates for that long, like the better part of a decade, as he so eloquently said. But in case you haven't read the thread, here's what else he said. He said, Meghan Markle and I spent the better part of a decade working together on suits. From day one, she was an enthusiastic, kind, cooperative, giving, joyful and supportive member of our television family. She remained that person and colleague as fame, prestige and power accrued she has always been a powerful woman with a deep sense of morality and a fierce work ethic and has never been afraid to speak up be heard and defend herself and those she holds dear like the rest of the world i have watched her navigate the last few years in astonishment and see this is the part where he's really getting worked up (laughs) like he he feel him getting mad like I can feel his temperature rising and his blood pressure boiling by the time he writes this this tweet but he continues she fell in love she moved to a new country she became a household name across the entire globe and began the difficult work of trying to find her place in a family dynamic that can at best be described as complicated and at worst seemingly archaic and toxic (laughs) <laughs> what well, damn but he continues. i'm sorry listen i cackled i cackle i'm sorry I, I know y'all like just continue but i i couldn't contain myself when i read this he says it's sickening me to read the endless racist slanderous click baiting vitriol spewed in her direction from all manner of media across the UK and the world but I also knew that Megan was stronger than people realized or understood and they would regret underestimating her and then they welcome Archie and on any sort of decent planet that would be a time to stop sharpening the knives and let those two people enjoy the magical early months and years of starting a family. But we don't live on that planet. And instead, the hunt continued. It's obscene that the royal family, whose newest member is currently growing inside of her, is promoting and amplifying accusations of quote-unquote bullying against a woman who herself was basically forced to flee the UK in order to protect her family and her own mental health. In my opinion, this newest chapter And its timing is just another stunning example of the shamelessness of an institution that has outlived its relevance, is way overdrawn on credibility, and apparently bankrupt of decency. Find someone else to admonish, berate, and torment. My friend, Megan, is way out of your league. You filthy animals. I added that last part. And see, I... (laughs) I have never read somebody (laughs) I have never read somebody like that like damn you know and in front of the world like then the the thread just starts taking off and people are like oh my god but see that's what happens when you care about somebody and the thing is if Megan was a bully People are not defending her like that. Dear Michelle, you are so strong and so wonderful. This letter is nearly 20 years old and it's from Meghan Markle. I am here if you ever need me. I love you, Meghan. You know, but that's what happens when when you care about somebody and you see them getting attacked. But like the gloves are off at this point. You go there. You go there. And so that thread alone has at least 10 times more credibility than the accusation and the statement released by Buckingham Palace about the allegations against Meghan. And it's like Patrick was just waiting for, you know, the permission or the, you know, I won't even say permission because I feel like you could see a lot of her friends really just stepping up and speaking out. But then it was that clip, that third clip where Megan was saying the firm was spreading falsehoods about her. Then it was like, OK, that's my green light. And he lit them the hell up. And what I find astonishing is that just about every tweet, if not every tweet in the thread, went viral on its own. My man really woke up and said, Who
0: are you fitting to try? I bet it ain't me. Oh, bitch, it ain't me. Caps, caps,
1: caps he said i ain't her man but i play her man on tv and so i'm I'm gonna go ahead and keep that same energy y'all not finna try my friend she's out of your league and truly she is like i couldn't find one thing i disagreed with and not even because i'm a megan fan but like he said he watched the whole time and out of respect not saying anything I think he might have made a comment here or there, but not really going in like he wanted to, like Sussex Squad was doing, you know. But and that's the thing that I I I think about after you know reading that tweet and you know just seeing how um, the gloves are basically off when it comes to people now criticizing the royal family in defense of Meghan, and we're talking about blue checks. And, like, don't make the mistake of thinking that those people were not in support of Megan the entire time. But what I find interesting is how quickly that turned and that, you know, after all of this news this week, how that just changed. Because especially now that she's back in America, because when she was over there, I think out of respect for her. Think Beyonce and Jay-Z and how they supported Megan in the way that they could when they accepted the Brit Award. And, you know, of course, she had her friends speaking up for her in the People magazine. But um, I remember even Oprah going on CBS and saying, you know, I, I noticed that it was always sort of focused on the tabloids right the tabloids writing these things about her and you know the the British press being racist and you know gaslighting and things like that don't nobody really got that energy for the tabloids no more because again we know the tabloids are trash we know that but again out of respect for Megan people weren't really coming for the family like that because in, in in a lot of ways it's easier to blame the tabloids because they're the ones writing the headlines but no one would really come after the Royal family, even though I feel like that's what the majority of us believed because Megan was still over there. And so she was already catching enough heat and Harry was already doing the absolute most that he could to protect his family and his pregnant wife, for God's sake. But I think, celebrities somehow bringing up you know their distaste and their disappointment in the royal family and their lack of protection for her because that was still pretty obvious to everybody Um, she was already dealing with enough and so there I don't think anyone wanted to take a risk to make her uh, environment even that much more toxic even though we knew it was already toxic but like people knew they saw they watched they saw the way will and kate treated harry and megan at the commonwealth service megan's last engagement in that country that was the last time she stepped foot in that country and make no mistake she's going to england again she's just not going around them she's gonna go to london like she's still a global citizen she's just not going to buckingham palace unless somebody dies perhaps maybe but probably not even then she's gonna go to the church and she's gonna go back out and if you ask me even then they don't deserve her presence but of course she's going to still be working with smart work she's still going to be working with the mayhew she still has business in in england but yeah even though the tabloids are trash they're money chasers they're profit chasers and we know that they have only ever been used as a tool in this particular scenario. But somebody's wielding that tool. And right now, you got a whole entire continent calling them out by name. Shout out to all my Canadian friends out here doing the Lord's work because, yeah, they're a Commonwealth country, but Canadians are not giving a damn. And I love to see that. Matter of fact, Patrick Adams is Canadian and all this time he knew the tabloids were trash too. But it is the family that drives that. And that is what Sussex Squad has been saying the entire time. And now that we have evidence of that, like seeing in real time the royal family, the firm, um, you know, releasing statements and basically drudging up uh, three year old allegations about Megan suddenly this week you care about it you know and we know the palace and and people that work in that environment they're always playing a a long game so I kind of thought what if you know they just sent those emails and you know opened this and kind of kept it hush-hush back then just in case one day Harry and Megan decided to leave and then do a tell-all interview bam here we go we're gonna put it on the table I mean, you just can never rule it out. But to see it play out in real time, I think all of the gloves came off because people my age, which is mid-30s or older, you know what happened to Princess Diana. And then for people that are younger than me, You saw what happened to Diana because you have Netflix and you watch The Crown and you just saw Harry say, well, yeah, it's fiction, but it's based generally, you know, it's kind of based on the truth. So where are you going to run, royal family? Like, (laughs) that's where we're at right now. And I don't know if the royal family has gotten the memo, but that respect that used to be there, it is evaporating very quickly especially now that Harry and Meghan are like safe over here and speaking out against some of y'all people are not afraid to say that they see how devilish and just how nasty they are underneath their tiaras and their ribbons you know in their little sashes behind their palace walls it's like they're just as depraved now as they were over 20 years ago when Diana was going through a similar situation. And Diana spoke out for herself about that institution. Um, I just don't think I have as many supporters in that environment than I did. did. You mean within the royal household? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, I'm just really relieved and happy to be sitting here talking to you with my wife by my side. Because I can't begin to imagine what it must have been like for her going through this process by herself all those years ago because it has been unbelievably tough for the two of us but at least we had each other. Yeah. They see me as a, a threat of some kind. And I'm here to do good, I'm Not a dis- I'm not a destructive person. Why do they see you as a threat? I think every strong woman in history has had to walk down a similar path and I think it's the strength that causes the confusion and the fear. Why is she strong? Where does she get it from? Where is she taking it? Where is she going to use it? Why do the public still support her? And so now people are showing that they don't care about their feelings because they show over and over that they don't care about anybody else's. And we don't respect them because they've shown that they're not worthy of that respect. And so time is over for that. And it appears that time is up for them. And uh, if they want to thank anybody for this reaction, this backlash that they're getting, they can thank Will, Bully, Bullium, Egg, uh, Cain, Gingivitis, Future King, Future King, Will. They can thank him and they can thank Jason Kneff. Will has always been somebody who wants to come away with his hands clean. He doesn't want anything to actually lead back to him. And it turns out everything always leads back to him by all appearances. Jason Knaff, who is basically Prince William's trigger man. He's the one who's behind this whole thing, probably at the behest of Prince William. And now, for those of y'all that haven't really been following along and that's your first time hearing that, it might be shocking. But go back and listen to all the Sussex said podcasts. Go back and listen to the Sussex Squad podcast. Go listen to A Duchess Like Us. Go listen to uh, the Meganpedia podcast. They're all right here on YouTube. All the receipts have been connected over the span of these three years. And Harry and Meghan's, like, core fans, we've been holding it down, and we've been making content to try to counter all of the negativity and the briefing that the family, particularly out of uh, Kensington Palace, which is where Will and Kate are headquartered, Justin Knapp works out of, um, all of the briefing that has been done out of Kensington Palace to these tabloids, we're we're here counteracting all of that. To people who will listen, because the internet itself democratizes and also makes less effective the tabloids when they spew out these lies. Because back in Diana's day, she didn't have any of that. But Jason Kenaf is someone who was also named in Megan's lawsuit as someone who convinced Megan to uh, share the letter that she wrote her father that was the subject of the lawsuit that she just won um and 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 basically they had some input on the letter and that was coming up and it was a big to-do about the palace four and uh you know these people basically taking the stand should megan's case go to trial later in 2021 it didn't get that far but it's not you don't have to go very far to actually see his fingerprints on a lot of what Meghan and Harry have experienced and it's not very hard to believe that he would be a big reason why her life was a living hell shortly after she got married well technically even before she got married but all this time you know they're smiling in her face and telling her you know she's welcome when behind her back they're just laying traps for her And since Pagan summarized everything so nicely, I'm just going to read her series of tweets about who this man is. Pagan wrote, known facts about Jason Knopf. He was Thomas Markle's palace handler. He assured editors that he would stop any friends of Megan's from defending her in the press. He gave a copy of Megan's father's letter to the Daily Mail. He was promoted to CEO of Will and Kate's foundation, the Royal Foundation. And she summed it up beautifully as Pagan always does saying whenever there is a crime investigators always try to follow the money, i.e. find out who benefits. And there have been two major beneficiaries of the attacks against Megan and Harry, but I'm not one to snitch. Spoiler alert. It's Will and Kate. And keeping in mind, this man has been briefing about Megan or, or at least making it easy for others to brief about Megan. Um, since 2017, she didn't get married until 2018. And if you go back to some of those articles from, you know, 2017, 2018, there's always this quote unquote palace source. Never identified. And anyone with half a brain would ask themselves, well, why is Thomas Markle actually getting better treatment in the press when he's the one who's betraying his daughter? Well, when Jason Knaff is your go-to man, you you don't have any issues with the press, do you? I mean, like, Thomas Markle was treated better by the press than Megan. It's it's really absurd. And then the other person mentioned Simon Case is the one who Jason Knaff emailed about these supposed bullying claims and so he was in on it as well but let me tell you a little bit about simon case he was the one that orchestrated that whole flyby fiasco he's a conservative and he now works for boris johnson by the way there's nothing wrong with being a conservative it's just that megan haters and uh megan critics tend to skew right they tend to be conservatives um whether they're Trump lovers in America or Tories in England and most of Will's staff if not all of his staff are Tory but if you don't know what the flyby fiasco is well then I will briefly tell you when Harry and Meghan were still living in in England uh shortly after Archie was born they were invited by Elton John and his husband David to Take a mini vacation. Come visit them at their home. And you know what? Why don't I let you use our private jet or charter a private jet for you? Totally on us. Well, the British media, they totally went in on Harry and Meghan for flying private and calling them hypocrites because they were supposed to be environmentalists. And how dare they, right? I swear it was article after article after article. Well, Will and Kate, they decided that they would take a trip to Scotland and then not only would they take a budget flight, but that they would carry their own bags across the tarmac. And I believe George was carrying a bag, too. And of course, that was just to show the world that, you know, the Cambridges are the goodies who do the right thing while it's Harry and Megan who fly private and ruin the environment with all of those carbon emissions. Meanwhile, Will is over here with a whole helicopter as a gift from his grandma. And speaking of that helicopter, don't forget they put up a 15,000 pound hedge so that the peasants couldn't look in and see when they were coming and going in that helicopter. But I digress. So Will and Kate basically, you know, as they do, they tend to use their children. Uh, They dragged their children, you know, across the tarmac pretending to be, you know, peasants, uh, only being able to afford a budget flight. But in actuality, there was a whole ass empty plane that flew to come scoop them so that they could take the flight to Scotland. And this is a passenger jet, not a private charter jet, a passenger jet that has huge engines and gives off so many carbon emissions, probably at least quadruple what Harry and Meghan's uh, flight gave off going to Elton John's. Right. Um, But if we're talking about being environmentalists, that's certainly getting off to a very bad start. But of, of course, Just as we would expect. The tabloids said, you know, Will and Kate, now that's how you do it. Will and Kate take a 73-pound budget flight to Scotland. Take that, Harry and Meghan. And it's crazy because George is in the picture looking back at whoever is actually taking the picture. I don't know if he's looking back at the plane or who's taking the picture. The picture looks like it was taken from inside the plane. But he's basically looking around like, why are we doing this? This is so new. Like, what's going on, mom? But that's all it took to coordinate with the press to try to make Harry and Meghan look bad. And then I believe it was a Scotland newspaper that broke the news that, well, there was an empty plane that actually came to get them. So who's actually causing more harm to the environment? Then the royal reporters were like, well, you know, well, they didn't know that so but you were just talking about like carbon emissions. Well, anyway, Simon Case is the one who organized that whole thing, so he's the one who Jason Kanaf emailed about these so-called bullying allegations, and um, his fingerprints are right alongside Jason Kanaf's. And guys, that is just one example. Just one example. But in general, I feel like the last three years for Megan especially, but really for both of them and the entire family, has been like the movie Get Out. Truly. Will and Kate, who many assume are really the drivers behind this smear campaign, and which I also believe that, they want what Harry and Megan have, which is positive attention, from people all over the world including this juggernaut America and Canada mind you because Megan lived much of her adult life or at least professional life in Canada so they feel very protective of her as well they also have the love of people across the world and Will and Kate want that so bad but they want what Harry and Megan have without ever having to earn it. And it's precisely because they feel that they are entitled to that love. First of all, Harry and Megan are not going to be envious of someone who is deemed more popular than them. That's just not in their nature. But they're sure as hell not about to bully someone. Given the opportunity, they're not going to bully someone into second place. Sure as hell not a pregnant woman, right? And that's the difference. That's, it's a character thing. Character is built. You can't just, you know, stump your feet and say, well, I want to be most popular because I am the future king and queen. It just doesn't work that way. And especially not in 2021 or 2018. But they wanted to wage a war in the press. They used the British press and the tabloids as a tool to try and Megan also mentioned this in her court papers to try to turn the public against them because that was the only way that they were going to be able to um, somehow get in first place of, you know, being the most loved, the most popular couple in the royal family. That was the only way that they were going to be able to do cuz they certainly weren't about to do it with their personalities. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not shade. There's no comparison there. So they just settled on cheating. They had to cheat and they still didn't succeed. Like that's what makes it so pathetic. You st- after all of this energy you gave people hate you more now like you you didn't get anywhere in fact you fell behind you had all the positive press you had all of your minions basically you know attacking Harry and Meghan I'm not saying Will and Kate forced people to do that but of course there were you ever notice that Will and Kate supporters are also Harry and Meghan haters like All up in Sussex Royals comments, you bought followers on your Instagram page, it would seem, um, allegedly, um, but clearly you did because when your dog died, someone was saying, oh, that's awesome, heart emoji, and then you deleted that comment. Who does that when somebody's dog died? But your followers did. All of this stuff to try to keep up with Harry and Meghan, trying to cut them down just so you could feel taller. None of it worked. And here we are at your last ditch effort to say to the world, look, before she has a chance to speak about you, to say to the world, look, she's an angry black woman. See, we sent some emails and we're releasing a statement saying we're looking into it like, Girl, don't nobody believe you because again, three years old, these allegations, these supposed allegations, which I'm not even sure the allegations are real just because the emails were sent. Don't mean the allegations were real, but even if they were, nobody believes it. And you still came out looking like boo-boo the fool, bobo the clown, and dog doo-doo. Oh my God. Can you fail any harder? Because I'd honestly be impressed if you found a way, and you know, I, I I guess they just couldn't understand why this black girl, right, this descendant of slaves, this biracial woman, this non English person, is the most loved person in the royal family, outside of Harry, or and then the two of them together, like they're just this powerful dynamic that nobody could bring themselves to accept and Sussex Squad has been saying this for literal years nearly the entirety of her time as being Duchess of Sussex in England because now she's Duchess of Sussex in America Uh, we've been saying that it's all going to come out in the wash like at some point she's going to speak we were hoping that they would leave. They left way sooner than we expected. Like, I think most people thought that they would be there for a good couple of years. Well, they were there for a couple of years, but at least, at least half a decade. But it just became so toxic that there's no way that they could stay. So now that they're free, now that they're able to speak freely and openly um, in their time, people were already excited and interested in the interview. But the irony is the palace, Kensington Palace, Buckingham Palace, this this whole entire thing to try to make Megan look out look to be a bully. Now you've made the people who weren't interested interested. (laughs) So it's like everybody is about to hear their experience. And the vast majority are already primed to believe them because we know their track record and we know your track record. Your meaning, the institution itself. We know how desperate you are to stay relevant. Like Patrick said, y'all are not relevant and you're certainly not as relevant as you want to be. And look at the fuss the palace made about the crown coming out. You know, season four, season one through three, we're fine. But suddenly season four, the one that actually makes you look bad, is a problem. You're always trying to save face, but you're never trying to be better people. And, you know, as we sit in the middle of this pandemic, there's no better example of how vile they are as people as Will joking about people dying from the coronavirus. Like it just doesn't end. So everybody's going to be watching that interview. Everybody. Everybody. And I don't, I can't remember a time when there was an interview this anticipated. And while they are going to talk about a lot of other things, because I'm certain they want to talk about Archwell, Oprah going to ask them questions. (laughs) Oprah going to ask them questions. And all you can do is watch just like the rest of us. Period. So I don't know if the Queen's still giving her speech on Commonwealth Day or the day before Commonwealth Day, but I would put my entire life on the fact that y'all gonna be losing sleep that night all you haters but especially you guys in the royal family you're gonna be losing sleep (laughs) and i live for that like i i think about all the sleepless nights that megan had and my girl gonna sleep like a baby but y'all gonna be up you're gonna be waiting and i hope it stresses you the hell out because it's exactly what you deserve and so with that that's pretty much all I have for today. I just wanted to do a quick episode for the girls, you know, um, just to kind of try to digest a lot of what we've seen before we see the interview. Uh, I hope you guys tune into all the podcasts on tomorrow that may do like Sussex squad podcast always does theirs on Sundays. Um, definitely, Get ready, girl, get your wine, get your popcorn, you know, Olivia Pope style, uh, get your snacks. I hear a lot of people saying this is their Super Bowl, girl, it's mine. So um, and I live, I live. I'm so happy for Harry and Meghan that they have finally reached this point and that they feel empowered to be able to have this interview where nothing is off limits. Girl, I can't wait. And so y'all can find me on Twitter. Cause that's where I'm a B uh, at Megan mood, but you can also find me on Instagram at Sussex set. I hope to see you guys tweeting all about it tomorrow. And of course I will do a reaction uh, to the interview just based on the conversation. Um, but I know it's going to be good. So in the meantime, take care of yourselves and thanks as always for tuning in. And so until next time, Peace. I'm a bad bitch. You can't kill me. Kill me.